This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday as we look forward to March Madness, some NBA tonight, and of course, the NFL offseason. It's already arrived. The Combine now in the books in Indianapolis. We have a week here, the calm before the storm, and then we get to free agency next week and draft season, which uh, obviously changed here. Uh, with the way the combine went down. Let's get to it all. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Roman guest line to talk all things NFL. Uh, Eric, let's start with this. The uh, the combine happened this weekend. What was your biggest takeaway? It, it seems like the, the speed of the receivers and just the overall depth of the defensive line is what everyone's talking about coming out of Indy. Yeah, this is going to be a year um, where I think trading down is going to be smart. And so – you're going to have to find a team. You're going to have to find teams that are a little bit desperate. Um, uh, you know, it's such a deep class, and it's deep in positions that are of high value, like edge and, and wide receiver. Um, you know, uh, I think offensive line too. I mean, you look at some of the 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 uh, sprint times of some of these guys, and just like the athletes that are in the group. Um, it, it's very encouraging if you're a team sort of in the back half. Uh, of the first round because I think you're going to get a good player there. Um, I think the, the, my biggest sort of speculative takeaways are that, you know, uh, Evan Neal and Iki Aquanum are sort of neck and neck for the number one pick. Um, and I think that I would not be surprised if the Steelers sort of made a Patrick Mahomes kind of trade up for Malik Willis into that the top eight picks or so. Well, the numbers that are posted at the moment on FanDuel agree with you on your Willis take. He's minus 170, first quarterback selected. That's a big move from what we saw a week or so ago. And you're right about that number one overall pick. That was a lot of the news in the gambling world yesterday. But now, just looking at FanDuel, now we're seeing a shift again where it's Neil plus 100 and Aquanu plus 200. Uh, what what's the reason for that? What's uh, and is that deserve steam? Uh, yeah, I think the the one for me is that I think Aquanum played better. Aquanu played better last year than Neil. Neil is like a far better, like Neil's like a three hundred thirty four pounder who's like not 
like has like no fat on him. And it's like he's sort of that athlete that everybody wants at the position, but you know, sometimes teams fall in love, you know, teams fall in love with Tate too. And like I think there's like a, it's a real contrast between like sort of does the number one overall pick, does the Jaguars do they want um you know, do they want essentially a like an athlete there that they can mold and like has a huge upside or do they want a player who's possibly performed better at the college level. Does it surprise you? I know in January, Kwanu was like a hundred to one and now we see much shorter odds. What, what's, you know, all the buzz about him or is it more of the teams that really need a player at his position? You know, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I think it's basically the conditional probabilities, right? Like when, cause I, you know, when I was, I did a pregame show back when it was solidified that the Jags had the number one overall pick. And I was like, hey, take a look at Neil. He, at the time, he was like 10, 12 to 1 or something. And I was like, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or, or Kayvon Thibodeau might be the best player in this draft, but you actually have to look at sort of what the Jaguars need. And they have Josh Allen, and they need a tackle. And, you know, Cam Robinson was on the franchise tank. He's probably going to go. And so, like, Neil was the, the one that everybody thought. But, like, in theory, you know, I think, you know, if you say, okay, the probability that the Jaguars pick a tackle is like, what, you know, minus 300 or whatever, then then you got to look and stack the tackles together and multiply that by, you know, that those odds. And I think Iquanu just sort of, like, kept going up the, if they draft a tackle, then they'll take X type of player. Uh, and, and that's and that's why also you see Hutchinson, depending upon the market, is anywhere from, like, 5 to 1. I've even seen some 9 to 1s for him to be first overall. I feel like maybe a little buybacks in store there if a team trades up and, and changes, you know, who the team is picking at one. Um, but, yeah, it, I think it's almost all conditional on you're, you're honing in on a tackle and here's what the tackle uh, sort of looks like. Eric, there's a lot out there right now about Aaron Rodgers, with his decision, what is going to happen here. Uh, if you were Aaron Rodgers, and obviously you're not, and this might more at play here than just football, but if you were Aaron Rodgers you were trying to pick a team for next year, would you rather stay with Kareem Bay or, or go to one of these teams that's mentioned? We could use Denver as an example because that's the one that always comes up. If you were Rodgers, Denver or Green Bay next year, where would you rather be? Oh, I, it's Green Bay. I don't think it's close, right? I know um, mm-hmm. you know Joe O over here won't, doesn't like to listen to this, but the Bears stink. The, 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 no, they do. Uh, I'll say it you before know, you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, the Lions are sort of rebuilding. The Vikings – who knows what they're going to do? Like the Vikings are stuck in a hard place where if they build around the quarterback. They can't. They don't really have any money to build a roster, and if they get rid of the quarterback, then they have to start it over. So, like that division is pretty weak, right? And it's a division they've won 13 games in three straight years. Um, if he goes to Denver, you know, I think Denver is obviously a cooler city than than Green Bay is. But you're, I mean, what are you third best odds to win that division? You know, behind Kansas City, who's won it six straight years. Uh, or, uh, you know, the Chargers who have, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in, in all of football and, and, and a ton of cap space, right? Like, to me, I, it just doesn't make sense if you're trying to win um, to go into that division. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yep. No, no reason for him to leave uh, the NFC North. Absolutely right. Okay, so we talked uh, briefly about the the main markets that are available for the NFL draft hasn't really opened things up when do you expect that to happen and can the betting world even take this to another level uh, from what we saw last season with the NFL draft options yeah I actually just saw and I you know I don't know um, yeah this is as of like this morning I saw you know bet online for example has now you know the number of players at positions drafted right so you know, the big markets are, you know, who's going to be the first X position drafted, right? So last year, Chase uh, was a heavy favorite by the time it was over, but there was a little bit of Jalen Waddle steam, right? And then uh, who's the first safety? That one took all the way till day two. Those are really cute, cool markets. You're even starting to see now, like I said, on uh, you know, you have over under uh, 14 defensive players, uh, 14 and a half defensive players in round one, 17 and a half offensive players. You have four and a half cornerbacks, seven and a half O line. I think those are kind of cool, right? Because you sort of look and say, okay, where are the runs going to happen? Um, the big one is, and this is this is an interesting market here. Over under three and a half quarterbacks. The market I bet online is minus two hundred for over. Um, so you know, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Fanduel does. To be honest, I think Fanduel has sharper lines, so I, I would wonder, you know, and, and that's kind of maybe this is like the answer to your question, which is. You know, you have all these books now, and they know that if they don't offer draft props, they're going to be falling behind. But there are clearly sports books that are sharper than others. And, you know, to me, I think, like, the big thing for betters, like, this is a really good place, you know, to, to get uh, – to sharpen your muscles as far as, like, getting good numbers and getting good prices and maybe not necessarily taking bets you think will win, but taking bets that have better prices than everybody else. And then if some something changes, you'll be able to, like, sort of – get you know an arbitrage opportunity or something like that to me uh, to me that's like where i see you know sports betting sort of going um you know in this particular and then maybe something like live i know that like that might not be legal depending upon the state but like being able to live bet the draft uh once once the thing has started uh is something that would be new that sounds cool. Um, out of all the rookie quarterbacks uh, that we saw this last season, which one do you think will make the biggest leap, take the biggest step forward, show the most growth this next season? I mean, I guess the easy answer, because he has so far to go and he is extremely talented, is Zach Wilson, right? Wilson was the worst of the five or well, six, if you count Davis Mills, I think last year. Um and, you know, the Jets kind of got unlucky with who they surrounded him with. He also played in the division that had three good defenses, uh, the Dolphins, the, the Patriots, and then the Bills were number one overall there. Um, you know, they have, they have space. They can build around him. Um, you know, it might just be that he stinks and, like, every draft class has their Josh Rosen or whatever, and so he might just be irreducibly bad. But – to me, I think he probably has, you know, the, the best potential to, to sort of emerge. Um, everybody else, like, I don't think Mac Jones has that far to go. I don't think he has a high ceiling. He probably is who he is. Uh, Fields, certainly. 
Uh, but you saw a great deal from Fields, I think, in the second half of the season. Um, and Lawrence as well, you saw a really good game against the Colts, but kind of a crappy season altogether. So I would say Zach Wilson, but uh, they all have areas to improve other than Jones. Jones, to me, seems like he's going to kind of be that quarterback, who, you know, sort of his whole career. We're talking to Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. Uh, Eric, you had, an inter- you had an interesting thought, a lot of buzz around Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia, ran a 4 7 8 40 at 340 pounds, which is just incredible. But he's an interesting prospect, right? He's a two-down player most of the time in college. You would think probably more of a two-down player in the NFL. Those guys don't typically get drafted very high, but you would have thought that maybe teams would view him and value him a different way. What's your thought on Jordan Davis and, and how he might be valued in the first round here? Yeah, it's it's a it's sort of this styles make fights thing. Like the league is evolving, and you have more and more teams sort of picking up this Fangio style defense, which is, you know, to say it's really hard to find defensive backs in the league who can consistently perform. So let's put six of them on the field and sort of spread out our risk, right? Well, in order to do that, you have to play lighter boxes, and you know, and essentially the Chargers sort of stretched this idea, right? The Rams this past year. Uh, with a Fangio defense, had the fewest men in the box in the NFL. And they had players who could win up front. And so they didn't have to bring that extra safety down. They didn't have to bring that nickel into the box, all that kind of stuff. And if you can defend the run with six and and put five deep or five you know, in the box and six deep, then your coverage is going to be better, which means all of your pass rushers become incrementally better, right? Because they have two-tenths of a second more to rush the passer. And so your pass defense gets better, but the only way you can pull that off is on early downs. You have to have a big guy who can make up for the fact that you don't have that seventh ace guy in the box. And, you know, you see that a little bit with guys like, you know, Jordan Davis, where, you know, he played seven downs at Georgia this year on third down and seven or longer, seven, right? And, and, and so, you know, one of the reasons he wasn't on the field that much is he's so good on early downs the teams are running a lot of third and seven, and the Georgia defense, as we saw in the combine, is full of players, right? So, you know, he was taken out because he wasn't better than the next best Georgia player rushing the passer, and that's fine. But if he goes to an NFL team and he can clog up lanes on first and second down, you get to third and seven, your success on third and seven is partially due to Jordan Davis and his ability to sort of clog the lane early on and, and, and make your and, and sort of dare the offense to run the ball while still being able to stop it. Eric, I can't wait f- to find out about this Mitch Trubisky landing spot just for the entertainment online. It's going to be fascinating to see if a team convinces themselves, look, Matt Nagy had no idea. I mean, that was clear over the last couple of years. He, he had no idea what he was doing. I can fix Mitch Trubisky. Let's take him uh, in, in the first year with Nagy. L- look at some of his peak performances. Look at what he can be. Is the team going to do that? Was he uh, much of the chatter at the Combine this weekend? Yeah, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, right? I mean, one of the things that we've we've been able to show is that your you know your draft position carries with you, um, you know, and, and that's not always the case. You see, Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston's a much better prospect than Mitch Trubisky, but you know, Jameis didn't have a market after he left Tampa Bay, um, even in year two. Like, whereas Trubisky didn't have a market last year, but now he's a market this year. Um, I think I think a couple things are are in play here. First, Buffalo is emerging as one of the as one of the, you know, we talk about like the Ravens as sort of like a keystone franchise in the NFL as far as this team knows what they're doing. I think Buffalo is emerging as like a franchise where everybody believes they know what they're doing. 
And so if Buffalo's coaches are going around and saying, hey, look, like, you know, Mitch Mitch played great with us. You know, it was all Matt Nagy and all this stuff. Mitch, Mitch was great behind the scenes. He was a great guy, made all the throws, all this kind of stuff. Then I think other teams in the NFL are going to listen. And that might be why, you know, a year after the only person that could vouch for him at all was Matt Nagy. Um, he didn't have a market, but, some you know, a Buffalo team can vouch for him. Then he now has a market. I think that's the only explanation. And look, I'm not somebody who thinks Trubisky is irredeemable. I just, I mean, you know, his his grades and stuff were what what there were, and you know, it's it, to me a team that's going to spend, you know, if they spend 15 million on him or, or something like that, I think that that would be a huge mistake of the Mike Glennon uh, sort of proportions. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of teams that need quarterbacks, I'm in Washington and the commanders are talking about going all in on one. They can't seem to get it right at that position. Do you see them landing a, a veteran? Because historically, you know, dudes don't want to come play here. Or are they going to move up in the draft? How do you see this playing out? Yeah, that that's always the crazy thing is like the Kirk Cousins situation. The, the football team probably, or the commanders, They'll always be the football team to me. But the Commanders... They <laughs> yeah. um, should have just left uh, it. It's know, better they, than the Commanders. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, you know, they probably made the right decision in going with Kirk Cousins and this, like going away from him. They got unlucky because Alex Smith broke his leg. Um, but I think other quarterbacks see that and they're like, well, if I perform well, are they going to franchise tag me twice and you know, sort of give me the rundown there? Um, so that, that hurts them. But yeah, there, there's going to be a market this year. I mean, you know, you think about... You know, there's going to be, I mean, Derek Carr might be available, Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, even Kirk Cousins himself. Like, they could go into the veteran quarterback market, but they're also sitting at a nice spot there um, where they're picking, where they could take a guy there and have him develop for a year. Um, you know, the team's not like, the team doesn't lack talent, you know. And, and um, you know, so I think even like, you know, and, and this is why it's so hard, you 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 swing and miss with Dwayne Haskins, you sort of get gun shy. But like, I think the right. That was Eric Eager, pro football focus on the Roman guest line. We'll be, we'll talk some college hoops, conference tournaments, futures next right here on the Becky wall network.